Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Always Aggravated, a Mike Valenti signature podcast. So this week on Always Aggravated, it just so happened a week after Jay Billis, well, Zion got hurt. What does it mean? What are the ramifications? And is the NBA's potential solution to all of this a solution at all? David and I take a deep dive into this. I've got a wild idea on opening this thing all the way up for more athletes, for more teams. It's a deep dive, but it's a good one. Next. So I wanted to try to catch up on not only the Zion Williamson injury, but also all the different, we'll call them things. I hate saying narratives, but certain things are narratives, but all the things that have come out after it, including the NBA's discussion on reducing the age limit to 18 years old. But I don't think anything involving Zion, the injury that took place last week, the controversy or, or brewing discussion, maybe I should say, about coming back, not coming back, what should he do, what will he do. Nothing is as simple as it seems with this. So I thought the pod would be the perfect place to talk about it because Lord knows I can't do it in seven minutes and I don't feel like taking breaks. And I, you know, a, a lot of people just don't want to think. So this is the perfect place to do this because I think this is incredibly thought-provoking. Um, but start out just with the, the, the whole Zion getting hurt and, you know, it, it, immediately what happens. Everyone runs out there and goes, see, he never should have gone to Duke. See, he never should have gone to college. And I, I do take exception with that. Let's, let's go back to summertime. Summertime. Was Zion Williamson going to be the number one pick in the draft? The answer is no. R.J. Barrett was. And there was no guarantee Zion was going to go in the top three. Zion was a fabulous player, a fabulous prospect, but he was a novelty, okay? He went to Duke, and in the summer, uh, they had that tour through Canada. All of a sudden, people got their eyeballs on Zion. Remember, Zion played at a small school in South Carolina. He was playing against a bunch of 5'8 kids. But once you saw Zion on a court, and certainly not against high-level teams in the summer, but you saw him at least against guys who play the sport and have a future, then it started to percolate. But make no mistake about it, Zion bettered himself by going to Duke. Now, could Zion have skipped college? Let's say this is back in the days of Garnett, or Lenny Cook, or uh, Leon Smith, or Corleone Young, whatever. Pick whoever you like. He still would have been a top-ten pick. I don't argue it. But here's the difference. By going to Duke, Zion, A, cemented himself as the number one pick. B, put himself in the conversation as a generational talent, i.e., best since, fill in the blank. You want to say unibrow? Fine. You want to say LeBron? Fine. What does that mean? It means what we all care about and what this is all about. It means money. I argue Zion Williamson, by going to Duke, 
instead of just making his base rookie scale, I think Zion added as much as $125 million of value to himself in year one. And, and make no mistake, I am, I am all for players getting paid. It's a separate argument to what I'm talking about. What I'm fighting is this, it is, it's a narrative where every media member wants to roll out and sound so woke. Oh, he never, he's too good for college. He never should have gone. Well, first of all, separate argument, but don't get it twisted. He bettered himself by going to Duke. He's going to get the largest shoe contract, maybe ever, for a rookie. I mean, ever. I think off court, $100 million, $125 million in endorsements. That's all by going to Duke. Now, of course, he could have gone to Kentucky, could have gone anywhere he wanted to go. I think it, he probably would have ended up the same. But by going to Duke and by taking the platform and by being on TV and by having that reality series and by doing the barnstorming tour this summer with Duke, he made himself a hell of a lot of money. So before we deep dive into this, People need to stop with this idea that he it all would have been the same had he not gone to school. No, it wouldn't. It just wouldn't have. I remember seeing people talk about Zion Williamson as a novelty. Oh, yeah, he looks great doing that against the 5'8 white kid, but what's going to happen when he goes against the big boys? Well, now you've seen it. I mean, Zion in his half a year at Duke got himself into incredible physical shape. Look at Zion in high school. Look at Zion now. Look at his game in high school. Look at his game now. And understand, I am all for players leaving straight from high school. And we'll get to that. This is a, just a kind of a PSA to start this deal. People have got to stop saying things that just aren't true. Oh, he would have been just as good and well off if he never had gone at all. That's not the case. It's just not. He would have been fine. He would have made lots of money. But... I would argue, and this is where you get into the, you know, economist debate and, you know, opportunity cost and you never get to make, you know, you never get to make it up. You really don't. You can't fully make up another year of earning power. In Zion Williamson's case, I would argue had he not gone to Duke, he would have lost out on $100 million. So let's just get that out of the way. Now, this whole Zion injury, you get into another debate and it's a debate I don't like doing. And it's this whole idea of what should a young man do? Should he return? Should he not? Let's not talk about what will happen. Okay, I'm not interested. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not Miss Cleo. I'm not going to predict the future in it. There is no way Zion should play another minute. I mean, that, that's just it. Should and will, two different things. Seems like a good kid, has a passion for the game, loves playing the game, might want to come back, win that natty. Hey, that's fine. Should he? No. Look what we just talked about. How can any of you sitting there right now, and you're probably listening to this podcast, maybe through, through your earbuds or in your car, how could you, if this were your kid, say, oh yeah, you should go back to school for integrity purposes, or for your teammates, or for your degree? Oh wait, you're not getting a degree. Oh, don't you want the national title? Time out. Let me ask you a question. Is a national championship worth $100 million? No. If this kid goes back to school and, God forbid, his knee blows up next time. Because, again, I'm not fully convinced this is just a mild sprain. There's something. To me, something's going on. But that's just me as a fan. I saw it happen. I went, oh, my dear God. 
oh, no. I'm a fan of basketball. I'm no fan of Duke. But I'm a fan of this kid. I'm a fan of his value to the game. I'm a fan of what he's going to bring to one of my favorite sports, the National Basketball Association. I'll be damned. I went, oh, my God, he just blew his knee out. I don't understand how anybody is out there saying, oh, maybe he should go back. And that's generally a fan thing. Media-wise, he leaves now. He's still the number one pick. I don't think there's any discussion. That doesn't mean there's not another good player in this draft. That's a it's another narrative I can't stand. And it's it's I get so tired of all these things. Oh, this is a one-player draft. No, it's not. What, are you kidding me? You want to tell me that John Morant can't help you? You want to tell me that R.J. Barrett is now what, trash? Cam Reddish? We don't even know what players like Bol Bol are. You know, just people, again, the narratives. Do your own research. Watch a game. Look around. It's not a one-player draft. Stop. Is it as deep as other drafts? No. But give me a damn break. The point is, look, A, he bettered himself by going to Duke. And it's inarguable from a financial standpoint. B, he never should return to play another minute. But C, see, this gets us to a different deal. It gets us to what is the fix for all this. Now, if you listened to last week's pod with Jay Billis on it, great. If you haven't, I encourage you to do so because Jay is way more versed and certainly far more eloquent than I, talking about amateurism, the folly of it, how to pay players, etc. I'm going to stay out of that right now. The NBA lowering the age limit to 18 is fascinating. Because it still presents an opportunity for most guys to leave damn near out of high school, to get out and go. And I'm fine with that. But here's the issue. People are using Zion as an example that that rule would, would save or fix. Or it, Zion is a once-in-a-decade prospect. What I'm interested in is, look, the NBA likes things the way they are right now. They have a minor league system. You don't have to spend a whole lot of time uh, scouting a sophomore in high school, scouting a junior. You don't have to do a whole lot. You just wait. You see the guys go, go to college. You get to scout what they are, and that's that. Your minor league system is made. From the NBA standpoint, the 18-year rule, that's not something they're interested in. Now, they'll do it because I think there's just increasing pressure from the players' union to do it. And it'll help certain guys. Like I said, Zion could have left straight away, but I'd argue I don't know that his game would be as far along. I can argue very objectively he would have missed out on tens of millions of dollars because he wouldn't have shown anything yet. If Zion were drafted, and let's say he were coming straight out of high school and he were drafted by the Orlando Magic, how do we know his rookie year goes any differently than Mo Bamba? I mean, certainly he's a better player and certainly he's he's got more skills, but the NBA is a different deal. So how many guys actually qualify going straight out of high school? How many guys will take the leap? Look at how much the game has changed. Back when guys were, were able to come out of high school, How many were actually doing it? How many guys would it really affect? I think this year Zion would have left. Barrett would have left. Who else? All right, a quick break just to talk about our launch sponsor. It's the D Las Vegas. You're looking to get away, relax, have a good time. D Las Vegas has everything you need. I mean, hell, we're there every March for March Madness. And as I've said before, there ain't no better setup. 
on the strip, off the strip, it don't matter. Go to the D, go to that chalet upstairs, and ain't nothing better. Bottom line, next time you go to Vegas, check out the D.com. Completely renovated. Downtown is not what you remember. Hell of a lot of new places. It's, it's a damn good time. There's really no other way to put it. And again, the D has everything you need. You're not going to spend a ton of money on the room. Take that money and go do fun things with it. Do what Sully does. Make a bunch of losing basketball bets. Or, well, or for Sully, fall asleep on the horse racing machine on the second floor vintage casino. The bottom line, the D's got it all. They got the sports book. They got the long bar. They got it all. Check it out. The D.com to book your stay today. It's the D.com, the D Las Vegas. And as you know, it is your home for Detroit sports in Vegas. Well, would John Morant have left? No. I mean, John Morant's a sophomore. I th- he's still in school for a reason. I think people view this rule like it's going to, to be this huge deal. It's not for me. Hey, when a guy like LeBron comes along, he doesn't need to go to college. When a Zion comes along, despite the financial gain by going, Zion didn't need to go to college. I understand that. But what percentage of guys fall into this category that, A, forget about thinking about it, all right? I, I, I could think about lots of things. There's a difference between you know, pondering something and doing it. How many guys actually would sign an agent and go and would do it each year? See, that's what I think is fascinating. I think the number is going to be way smaller than people realize. I think the number is going to be incredibly finite. Because the other issue is this. Look, if you go, there's no guarantee you're playing in the NBA. Because there's this new thing the league has created called the G League. And I, I listened, there was an interview, um, actually on the Woj Pod with Jonathan Gavoni, who's, who's a draft analyst. And Gavoni made a great point. And, and Woj made a great point. These owners have pumped a lot of money into the G League. Okay, they've been asked by the NBA, you guys need to fund this. You need to create this. You need to make this into something. Well, from an owner's standpoint, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Okay, yeah, I'll draft a guy straight out of high school. I'll draft an 18-year-old. He's never going to see my, my 15-man roster or my 12 active. He's going straight to the G League. You know why? Because if you're sitting in a place like Detroit or Cleveland or Atlanta or, look, anywhere but a championship contender, now the G League team plays in a sleepy town like whatever, you know, uh, uh, Bangor, Maine, or wherever the hell the Celtics team is, or, you know, Pistons are out in Grand Rapids, or you got teams in Fort Wayne. Well, guess what? If your first-round pick is playing there and developing there, you actually got a chance to sell a few tickets. You actually got a chance to make it a product people care about. No, nobody wants to see some 28-year-old, you know, a, 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 a line item out of Hoop Dreams, the movie. Uh, th- that dude's got no future. No one's going to watch the G League to see Kyrie Thomas play. But if next year uh, you had an 18-year-old come out, big-time player, and he's in the G League for the first two years of his career, you've got a shot. Well, that's the NBA's motivation here. But that doesn't help the kid. Yeah, they've got, I think they have one slot where you can make 125 grand going to the G League. But like the G League is where a lot of these young kids would end up playing. And that didn't exist back when the Kevin Garnett's would come out. If you didn't get drafted, well, hello, Barcelona. You know, you would hope to go overseas and play and, and try to make it back someday. So look, I, I think the rule is fine. I think it's interesting. I think it's just. I think it gets rid of the one and done, which I think we can all agree the one and done is a one-sided deal with 
rare exception, Zion, where it's totally geared for college basketball to exploit free labor with the players and for the NBA to exploit college basketball as a free minor league system. Rare exception, a guy like Zion can benefit from the one and done. It's rare. And, and, and even then, some would argue, well, what does it matter? He could have gotten a year closer to free agency. I mean, you, you, there's so many ways to talk about it. I just, for me, the kid made himself $100 bucks by going to Duke. He really did. This rule, I dig it, but let me, let me ask you this question. Why should there be a rule at all? In the NHL, you got kids of all ages playing, right? 16, 17, juniors, whatever it may be. Teams draft them and hang on to them. Hell, teams draft guys, they go to college. Look at baseball. I mean, baseball, guys are drafted. They play in college. They, they do whatever they want. They can leave out of high school. They can do whatever they want to do. So my question has always been this as a basketball fan. Why is basketball any different? Luka Doncic was a pro since he was 15. 15. Played with grown-ass men. And he played in the second, I, I can say with a certain degree of confidence, probably the second best league in the world. I think it was, David, what is it, Spanish ABC League? Is that what it's called? Yeah. All right. So he was 15 years old and he was a pro. That's part of the reason I was so high on Luka Doncic last year is this kid was coming here with four years of experience playing with grown-ass men. Well, all of a sudden, why, why couldn't an NBA team draft a, a Luka Doncic early? Why, why couldn't an NBA team draft Zion Williamson as a junior in high school? No one's forcing you to do it. But with a long-term possibility, right? Like if, if, if you draft a kid and you say, hey, we own your rights, we're going to pay you, keep doing your thing, you're going to go to school, you're going to do whatever you want, or, or hell, maybe we'll lift you right out and take you to the G League. I don't care. But I'm just a big believer everyone's got a right to work. Everyone, if they have abilities that are special enough, should be presented with choices. And then if you make a good choice, it benefits your life. You make a bad choice, well, <laughs> you may have fucked up big time. But that's life. Look, in tennis, we don't blink when there's 13, 14-year-olds that are playing professionally or whatever it used to be. I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know, Anna Kornikova playing professionally at that age or, uh, or was it... Uh, Oh, my God, she used to be an American player a long time ago. Who cares? It's not a tennis pod. The point is, you can be young as hell and are out there earning. Does anyone say anything with golf? Like, to me, I just believe NBA teams, no one's going to put a gun to their head to draft kids. But if you want to, you should be able to. And if you're a kid, no one's going to put a gun to your head to take that offer. Let's say you are Zion. You are a junior. I don't need you to draft me. I'm not going to sign with you. I'm not going to take your money. I'm going to wait, and then I'll reassess my prospects when I graduate high school. Why not? I mean, think about this. There's already talk of, of LeBron's kid. He's 13, 14 years old, and how good he is, right? If I'm a deadbeat NBA franchise, why wouldn't I float a draft pick out there? Why wouldn't I make that attempt? Now, again, LeBron's kid would be unique. He wouldn't take it, wouldn't need it. But I'm making an example. I'm sure on next year, you know, two years from now, the 2021 class, every college coach in America knows who they're looking at, right? So why would it be any different for NBA teams who want to create a long-term farm system? Now, would it happen with a lot of kids? No. So why be afraid of it? 
Winter's here, and that means energy bills are rising. You can reduce your power bill with help from Power Home Solar, the number one residential solar provider in Michigan and one of the top solar installation companies in the entire USA. Power Homes installs American-made panels with a 30-year warranty. It allows you to own your power, not just continually rent it from a power company. As an official partner of the Detroit Lions, the company installed solar panels at Ford Field and the Allen Park facility earlier this year and seeks to continue building a movement towards cleaner, greener energy by seeing if solar is right for your home. Go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com. Or you can give them a call, 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15 to schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Powerhome. I always always love how in the media we create these situations that are never going to come to fruition. Oh, my God, you can't do this. It would destroy the game. Really? You think six to eight players a year is going to destroy the game? I don't. And then the best part is we look at things and we look at it and go, well, it can't be all about the money. Well, then stop making a business because business is all about the money. Zion made a business decision to go to Duke instead of going to China, and his business decision paid off. Hell, I'd argue he made a business decision going to Duke instead of South Carolina. You know, and South Carolina thought they had a real shot at him. By going to Duke, he got himself on television about 20 times more, 30 times more. Got a reality show. Got that barnstorming tour across Canada. You know what that equals? 100 million bucks. That's a business decision. If families want to make a business decision and take a separate path, do it. Like, why should every kid have to wait to get paid? If an NBA team thinks a guy as a junior in high school has ability that they would like to tap into and incubate and procure, why shouldn't they be able to take him? And why shouldn't that family be able to make a business decision? Now, I think it'd be inadvisable for a junior in high school to go along that path. I think you need to grow up, but guess what? No one says that when a kid's playing hockey in Sault Ste. Marie or, you know, medicine hat. I mean, look in Europe. Look at it. Like right now, if you're a youth sport parent, I would argue the professional model has started now while kids are under the age of 10. I mean, if you're coaching a kid in hockey who's seven, eight, nine years old, travel hockey, season ends, tryouts begin for the next. This is hell. Here's what I would encourage you to do. If you want to bring this full circle and you you think, man, Mike has lost his mind wanting to open this up, okay, fine. Let's cap it at 16 years old. That at 16 years old, you can drive a car, you should be able to make some professional choices with your family. That's where I'd say, okay, at 16, not 18, 16, you should be draftable. Now, you could say, no, I'm not going to take your money, not going to do it, don't want to go on that path, want to finish high school, want to go to prom, Hell, maybe I want a year of college. I want to be a one and done. Maybe I don't. I think we need to put the power in the, with the players and with the families. And the league, look, I don't think NBA teams would make big practice of drafting kids under the age of 18, but why not have the opportunity for the special case? I mean, I'm a fan. I don't want to, look, ultimately, I don't want to see my team doing that a whole bunch. But teams have, look, we always sit here. And we never say a word when teams go out and they make these, they, they make crazy contracts, like the, the Otto Porter deal or Jan Mahimi, right? Wizards have a couple of the worst ones. Here's a hint. The Wizards are going to be on our, our worst franchise list. 
But these teams go out and make bad business decisions all the time. They make good ones, they make bad ones. Players make good ones, they make bad ones. I just think we need to put accountability with both sides equally. 16 really should be the age. No one really is going to tap into it with rare exception, but when there's a rare exception, let's do it. Look, I could make an example right now. LeBron James at 16 years old, would he have been paid and signed and drafted? Yes. Would a 16-year-old Anthony Davis? Probably not, because he grew nine inches. So just let it happen. I think the 18-year-old rule is fine. I think it's progress. I don't like the one and done. I'm not a huge fan of it. But overall, let's, let's remember this. Think about all the guys who thought they were going to be one-and-dones who are probably not or who went to school and just aren't very good. That happens too. So I think you kind of just open this up and go. But I like the 18-year-old thing. I'm cool with it. I don't think it totally fixes everything. I'd love to see something more progressive. Hey, what's up, guys? Sully here, and I want to take a moment talk to you about Coppercraft, our friends over at Coppercraft Distillery. If you haven't tried them yet, you need to give it a give it a try. Whether you like bourbon, whether you like whiskey, they got vodka, they got gin for Wojo, perfect for him. Whatever you want to try, they got a lot of great products. And by the way, I just met with Brandon and Kim at the folks at Coppercraft the other day. Got a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of interesting stuff planned for this upcoming year. So we're going to keep you posted on that. But if you haven't given it a try, Stop by your local restaurant. Stop by your local party store, your local grocery store. Try out Coppercraft. It's made in Holland, Michigan, west side of the state. They do a really, really nice job, guys. I'm a bourbon guy. My friends have tried all of it as well. Really nice product. A lot of fun with your friends. Coppercraft Distillery, Holland, Michigan. Now, David, you're sitting here. You haven't slapped me across the face yet. Am I nuts for suggesting that, or do you at least understand the reasons why? I don't think at all that you're nuts about thinking it, but I understand why the NBA doesn't want it. And it's, you kind of mentioned it, how the Wizards are so bad. I think they didn't, they don't want this because they're trying to protect teams from themselves. When it comes to drafting 17-year-old, 18-year-old, 16-year-olds, like you might say, with no rule, I think they're trying to protect the teams from themselves. But they don't need to do this. Just let the team be who they are. If they decide to do it and they're wrong, then they're wrong. But the the rule for 18, I love that rule. Absolutely love it. There's nothing wrong with it. But remember, the league's going to want something for that. They are. They're not just going to give that to the players. You're right. And here's the other thing. The players' union isn't going to be thrilled with the 18 rule. See, this is why dropping it to 16 and having a true minor league system, I've always said I want the G League to work. I don't want college basketball to be the minor league system. Yes. I want guys who have no designs on playing in college to be able to play the game they love. That's their job. That's what they want to do, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's no different. Look, man, this is a job. We can talk about passion of the game and peach baskets and bullshit all we want. Mm-hmm. It's a job. Yes, it is. You know, like when Cardell Jones famously said, I didn't come here to play school. Football was what he wanted to do for a living. And if you're good, you're rewarded handsomely. And if you're not good... Well, guess what? Now you're down here with the rest of us. You need to go get a real job. And I think that's where the debate will come in when it comes to the Players Association because, yes, while there might be seven to ten guys that will go, those lesser players in the NBA are thinking, well, my job is going to be taken now. So it could be a struggle here. We are in a CBA situation soon. Let me ask you a question. Just because 
I guess I'm looking at the big picture. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be fascinating, and whether, I don't know where you're listening to this podcast right now, but if you're in Detroit, New York, whatever, let's say, let, let's say you're a middle-of-the-road team like the Pistons or a middle-of-the-road team like the Timberwolves. You don't have a real roadmap here to get good. You're just kind of who you are. You're kind of what you are, right? But if you had a fully integrated farm system, a G League system that wasn't comprised of either has-beens or primarily never wases, mm-hmm. right? Right. What if it was comprised of long-term visionary scouting? Players that you had drafted at 16 years old, 17 years old, or 18 years old, who maybe aren't as special as Zion or mm-hmm. aren't that, hey, I'm leaving high school to go straight to the draft. If you had a farm system and you had, like, the Spurs, we always champion the Spurs. Right. Development, right? Everyone they take. Hell, man, they made Bryn Forbes an NBA player. I know. Color me shocked. But they went out and they they developed people. Toronto develops people, Mm -hmm. right? Pascal Siakam, I can't even believe what he is. I know. OG Ananobi, Freddie Van Vliet. You know where those guys developed? What was it? What is that? Toronto six oh nine or whatever the hell yep, it's called. That is they're, it. They're they're minor league. They're G that League is it. team. Jerry Stackhouse coached them. So we sit there and and look San Antonio, their G League affiliate. What if we were creating a league where the G League represented the serious basketball player? That mm-hmm. doesn't stop guys from hey, I want the college experience. Right. Hey, I want to try to get a degree. Go ahead. But a lot of these guys, that's not what they ever want. And the day that they can get out of college. They'll go. Yes. They're not there to learn. They're right. not there to be a student athlete. And you know what they're not there to do? Not earn any money. Right. But if a guy goes to the G League early and he wants to make basketball his job, how is that any different than what goes on in Europe with tennis or hockey or, or anything? I just, I'm a big believer, let people be personally accountable. I don't want to force everybody into school. I mean, right. I, I don't want to. Well, hell, the podcast would be a place to have this conversation, I suppose. But it's it's. I don't want to force people to go to college. Right. I think I think what's happened in this country is wrong. Is that we've told everybody you need to go to college. Yeah. Then, then we've jacked the price of college, and you got a bunch of people who didn't belong in college in the first place or had no interest in it now deep in debt, and the whole thing is foobar. No, not everyone is meant to go to college. It's okay if you don't. Like in in society, think about this. We've devalued working with your hands. We've devalued having a skill, a yep, craft. Sure have. We've devalued people going to work. Like, you know what? Certain people really, really talented working with their hands. Oh, yeah. Okay? We've devalued that. The trades, we've devalued it. Well, I think in many ways, it's, it's like, why, why do we want to protect people from pursuing their passion if their passion is basketball? Right. Or their passion is hockey or whatever it is. I don't need to protect these kids. I don't need to protect these families. You make a quality choice. And you ask somebody right now that at 16 years old, if I can put you into a minor league development program, and I'm talking long term here now, where the G League, look, that kid would probably stay in high school. Right. Or that kid would probably, you know, maybe would go to a year of college, whatever. But he'd be getting paid by the teams. They'd own his rights. Why do I need to protect them? Let the teams take the onus on them. Let the players and the families take the responsibility. Mm-hmm. Open it all up. Let people do what they want to do. I just, I don't know. I kind of look at it now, and you, you do wonder about it. Like, look, a kid like Cassius Winston, who locally we get to see, is a wonderful kid, got into Harvard, super intelligent kid, talented kid, but I don't know that he's an NBA player. He's not who I'm after. Mm-hmm. 
But if Cassius could have been getting paid the last couple of years and he never developed, isn't that a win for him? It is a win. Like at 16 years old, was Cassius Winston identified as a major prospect? Yes or no? A major prospect? No. Okay. At 17, was he? Yes. So if a team wanted to take a chance on him and protect themselves by yep. owning his rights, paying him a little bit of money, but he stays at, in high school, hell, maybe he got a year in at Michigan State before he got taken away to the pros. Or maybe he never gets taken away. How does that hurt anybody? Team spent very little money to own a prospect. Mm-hmm. The player got some nice money instead of getting exploited by the NCAA. Mm-hmm. And away we go. Nobody gets hurt. And teams, look, college teams are not forced. Like, I always love how people vilify one-and-done players. No one's putting a gun to your head to recruit one-and-dones. You don't have to do it. Now, I'd advise you should. You better know what you're getting into. But where the accountability lies on, on, on all sides of this. That's where I just think the 18-year-old rule, it's fine enough, but I don't think it goes far enough. I'd love to just open the whole damn thing up. And people that want to pursue basketball as a, as a pursuit, as a passion, as a profession, should have a right to do it. Period. I'm not going to force people to go to school. I'm not going to force people to make this choice that what? They got to wait until they're 18 to find out if their fortunes are, are where they need to be? And then, and then what? I have to go to college to prove myself? Right. No, why? They don't do it in baseball. You got kids leaving straight out of high school. And they get developed, and they spend four or five years in the minors. Why aren't we doing that with basketball? See, me personally, I've always been a fan of the no college because I'm a person that didn't go to college. I didn't take that right. Co- college was not for me, but I had the ability and the option to choose. You're right. Why in sports do we limit the ability for these kids and these families to make the decision to say, you know what, I want to be an NBA player. Let me go start on my career now. Well, the other the other thing too. You're right. It, we, we we treat players like idiots. Yes. And the best part is we act like, well, no, you know, you got to go and get your degree. Well, most of these college aren't even. They're not even letting kids pursue real degrees. Not at all. I mean, it takes a special kid to do it. But like most colleges, you're just there to play basketball. They'll do just enough to keep you eligible. Yep. They'll do just enough to make sure you can keep dribbling and keep dunking and keep shooting. I mean, think about this. How many guys who go and play major college basketball actually want to be there? Not need to be there, want to be there. Oh, that's a low percentage. Okay. That's a low percentage. So why aren't we servicing these athletes appropriately? Right. Think about this. We've already begun opening these athlete high schools. Does IMG Academy ring a bell? You know, does Oak Hill Ring a bell? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- these these aren't real places of learning. These are athlete factories, right? Yep. So haven't we already started that process in high school? So why not take it all the way? Like, why be half wet? If a kid can go to IMG and, 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 and his only desire in life is, I'm, I'm trying to, to get a scholarship, why don't we alter that? I'm trying to get paid. Who cares about the scholarship? Right. The players who go play college basketball should want to be there. And the players who want to go and go to the minor leagues and look, a 16, 17-year-old kid, again, I don't think teams would, would, would do it a whole lot. But if you had the ability, long-term scouting, to project, you know, project that in two years Mo Bamba would be Mo Bamba, do you know the benefit you'd get as an NBA franchise? You got Mo Bamba and you didn't use number one pick in the draft. Right. You See, didn't do anything. You paid him a very small amount of money. Yep. You projected him. 
Now you're in charge of his development. Yep. And if Mo Bamba wants to go to college, you go to college. If Mo Bamba doesn't want to play any, fine. But I, I just, to me, I look at it and I'm going, wait. We have parents doing travel sports. We have parents away 35 of 52 weekends on the year. Go watch the HBO Real Sports presentation about youth sports. Mm -hmm. I was mortified as someone who doesn't have kids, and all I said to myself is, yep, that's why I don't have kids. I was terrified. It's crazy, man. But we've already started it. So if if you're that serious about your kid's pursuit to get a scholarship, then why would you be any less serious for him to get paid? Right. And what if he could get paid earlier? What if he could never be exploited? What if you could go and and get better coaching and get look? I, I just I think going back to Jonathan Gavoni's comments on it, that's what the league is aiming at. They want the G League to be not a money maker but a break even deal. They want people to go to the games. They want to be able to market it. They want to be able to talk about who's in the G League, and you're already seeing it on broadcasts. Like if you got League Pass, like I do, you're already seeing its integration. Oh, for sure. So now, if we made it a true minor league. Where guys that were down there were younger, higher upside, under team control, wouldn't it benefit the teams as well as the athletes who, instead of toiling away, and again, I loved my college experience, but there was nobody ready to pay me as a 17-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. I think you should be able to go to college and get paid by the teams. Yes. I think you should be able to decide, I don't want to go to college. I think if you and your family believe your abilities are as such and you want to roll the dice and you don't want to finish high school and you want to go develop, go do it. I just don't believe in limiting people. I'm, t- I'm tired of this, this society we've created where we protect everybody. Fuck that. Like, you make your decisions. Yep. You know what? I, I, I made a, a bold move. I borrowed way more money than I could afford as a young kid in New York. I had no guidance. I had no no guidance counselor. I didn't have anybody in my family who went to school. I didn't even know what I was doing, short of buying the Princeton Review Guide and figuring out the best schools for what I wanted to study. <laughs> and then I just went to work. Uh-huh. You know what? It worked out for me. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't, it's still on me. Yeah, you're right. You take the chances. You make the choices. I'm tired of protecting athletes like they're Fabergé eggs. You want to do it? Go do it. And you know what? Hey, man, that might be a lot of lonely nights. When all your teammates are of age and they're going, you, you know, it's funny. Yeah, we always right. talk. We always talk about it, like <laughs> rookies on the road and they're not of age, and yep. you're with a veteran team, and it's so hard for a kid to develop. Well, it's not any different. The next level down, it's going to be a lot of lonely nights. Going to be a lot of Xbox. Going to be a lot of bus rides. Yep. Going to be a lot of per diems. But if you want to make money and you want to develop, and school ain't for you, why not? I don't know. Some of you, you might say, you might say that that sounds zany. Yep. I don't think it is, and I'm tired of protecting people. See, and as a basketball fan, I would love if the G League product was better. I watch it, I do, but if it was better, like locally here, the Grand Rapids affiliate for the Pistons, I'm around the state all the time. I don't ever have plans to go see a Grand Rapids game when no, I'm there. No. But if the product was better and someone was there that I would be interested in, or a visiting team was in, and I would be, you know, I want to go see, you know, whoever. I would go. That's but the what the product has to be better. And and all I'm trying to do, David, is truthfully, I think on a year in year out basis, maybe maybe I am underselling it. But I think year in year out, you'd inject about twenty guys long term. Mm-hmm. Twenty, whether they're drafted under the eighteen year limit or at the eighteen year limit, twenty guys, and year over year over year in a five year span. You'd inject 100 guys. Now, how many of those guys 
are going to end up playing some portion of their career in the G League. Right. I'd say about 80 of them. Now, 80 guys spread out over a league, all of a sudden you got a couple guys per team. It makes yep. it more marketable. You're right. I, and, the, and the long term of it is you just need more success stories out of the G League for people to care. But I think there's motivation on the player side. Let's get guys paid. Let, like, let's get the special pay, players paid as early as possible. That's my goal. I'm not going to force somebody to go to school. Or if someone doesn't want to finish high school, don't finish high school. That's on you. Good luck if basketball doesn't work out and you're out there without so much as a GED. Yep. Good luck. But you made that choice. That's not my problem. And then for guys who decide I want to go, I want to stay, I want the college experience, I want to become a more mature adult. Look, parents got a parent. If you got a kid that's immature, it doesn't matter whether they can dribble a basketball or not. Yep. If you got a kid who's an asshole, it doesn't matter if he can dribble a basketball or not. You got to make a decision that's right for him. Yep. Well, in that sense, no. Maybe going to the pros isn't right. Think about the maturity level of some of these rookies. Like, look, how about this? Look at a couple of years ago, D'Angelo Russell, one of the most immature players to hit the league in a while. Remember the videotape and oh, Nick yeah. Young? And, oh, he, he, he got him on video saying he cheated on, uh, what the hell was her name? Uh, Some artist, I can't think of her Iggy, name. Iggy, Iggy, yeah. whatever. Uh, awful, awful Azalea. <laughs> the, the, the point is, look at the difference between that kid then and that kid now. You're right. That kid now has worked his way into being an all-star. That kid has worked his way now into a second contract. That maturation process doesn't have to play out in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to play out in college. It doesn't have to play out, play out in high school. Different people mature at different rates. You make that decision. And you should be paid for your gamble, paid for your decision. I just don't believe high-level athletes should be playing for free anywhere. Yes. Anywhere. And if you don't like my idea at 16, then raise it to 17. But I'm telling you, it's South 18. If John Calipari can find time to sweat through his dress shirt in a steamy gym and in, in, in you know but you, 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 whatever it is you know middle of Louisiana Saint Joseph <laughs> Parish Louisiana yeah. <laughs> to scout a 17 year old well then don't think that the NBA is that far behind so why not get paid for it because we know Coach Cal ain't gonna pay you that's the premise of the whole thing I told you this was a deep dive I told you this Zion Williams thing is Williamson thing had a ton of layers well th- this is why. That injury has sparked conversations, but I don't think the conversations go far enough. Use your imagination on it. All I'm propagating is business that works both ways, as early as possible for the player and as long-term as possible for the teams. More avenues to more players to have better success. Hey, as always, thanks for listening. Now, we would really appreciate it if you would, A, subscribe, uh, B, tell a friend, tell your mother, whatever. Rate it. Review it. If you like what we're doing, drop a review. Drop a rating. Whatever you want. Your support will grow this thing where we need to get it. Get ourselves to two episodes a week. So uh, appreciate you listening as always. We'll talk to you next week.